0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the God and Cancel Culture podcast. I'm Stephen Strang, and you're about to hear a podcast that I put on the Strang Report, but it's about my new book, God and Cancel Culture, which releases September 7th, and I'm in the process now of reading the audio book, and halfway through, I got the bright idea. Why don't I read this for my podcast listeners? And so I kind of explained this again on the Strang Report, but if you happen to hear it on the Strang Report, you've already heard it, but probably you haven't. So here it is as the Strang Report, and I kind of explain what's going on, and toward the end, I share some other things about the book, some places I'll be speaking, and so forth. So thank you for listening. Here is my Strang Report reading Chapter 7 on the political battle that's going on from my new book, God and Cancel Culture. Welcome to the Strang Report with Steve Strang on the Charisma Podcast Network. This episode was produced to discuss and address issues within our nation and around the world from a Christian worldview. Uh, this is uh, the first part of Chapter 7, as I said, and I hope you enjoy it, mistakes and all. The uh, final version, of course, will be professionally edited, and I keep redoing it until, (laughs) until I get it right. So here we go. The political battlefield. Ventura County borders Los Angeles County to the northwest and boasts a rural vibe, a far smaller population than plenty of horses and hillsides. The county has a history of championing freedom and conservative values. The Ronald Reagan Library is located there in the city of Simi Valley. But during the mass hysteria surrounding the COVID-19 outbreak, Ventura County became ground zero for bizarre and heavy-handed responses by unelected health bureaucrats. The overreaction set the stage for a handful of local leaders to take a stand for civil and religious freedoms that vaulted them to national attention. Rob McCoy was serving on the Thousand Oaks City Council and had been the mayor of the city for more than 125,000 residents that sits on US Route 101 between Los Angeles and Santa Barbara. Thousand Oaks has often been ranked in the top four safest cities in America, but has had a couple of difficult years with the recent wildfires and the 2018 mass shooting at the Borderline Bar and Grill, which left 13 dead. McCoy is an unusual figure in that he not only excels in the political sphere, but he is also pastor of Godspeak Calvary Chapel Church in the city. For years, he's exhorted Christians to become more involved in politics, lest they lose their influence and their rights. When COVID-19 hit, initiating a kind of mass hysteria throughout the county, McCoy was quick to find himself in a dogfight for civil and religious liberties right in his own town. Godspeak Calvary Chapel, like most churches, complied voluntarily with government guidelines for the first few weeks when the severity of the virus was still unknown. But it became clear that it was a relatively tame illness, and then ultra liberal California Governor Gavin Newsom declared churches were not essential. But abortion clinics, cannabis distributors, and liquor stores were essential. McCoy was upset. To make matters worse, Newsom did this before the first Sunday of the month, April 4th, when God speak, Calvary Chapel was planning to serve communion. McCoy and his elder board decided to hold a communion service anyway, while following all CDC standards. McCoy told me we wanted to put forward that we were essential. The governor has no right to silence the church, none at all. In this age of fear and instant outrage, the church's private voluntary decision caused a firestorm of protest and even landed the church in the international press. McCoy knew that the city council on which he served would not defend him based on the U.S. Constitution to which members had sworn allegiance. It would instead censure him for going against the public guidelines, so he called the city manager and the other council members and resigned. It seemed that McCoy had lost his political career and given up a place of public influence to stand on principle. It was admirable, but where would it lead? Within days, the people of the community voted with their feet, Thousands began, began attending Godspeak, whose sanctuary has about 400 seats. Communion on that first Sunday took more than three hours to serve because the number of the people who showed up to receive. The press descended on the place and seemed poised to paint the church as super spreaders whose reckless design would kill half the community, the elderly in particular. But that prognostication proved entirely false. The only outbreak from the meeting was one of insanity by Ventura County leaders who began to threaten the church with fines and legal actions. This caused even more people to flock to Godspeak, which for months was one of the few churches in the county meeting in person. While thousands rallied to the cause of freedom and assembly, a county official, a county a public health official began a strange, cock-eyed rampage against basic constitutional liberties. Joel Kilpatrick, who lives in Thousand Oaks, has forged an alliance with McCoy and others to fight for freedom both locally and nationally. He said that Ventura County's public health agencies has seen his annual budget swell over the years to hundreds of millions of dollars, primarily funded by federal and state grants. This means that the state and federal government essentially usurped local control of health issues. Kilpatrick told me, The county hires a bunch of people based on all that grant money, and to renew that grant money and not have to fire people, they have to keep doing what the state tells them to do. While Godspeak was growing exponentially, Dr. Robert Levin, an unelected county public health official who makes nearly $300,000 a year, started holding press conferences to talk about his plans to forcibly isolate infected people, taking them from their homes and putting them in unspecified alternative housing. He cheerfully talked about placing thermometers on normal citizens to track them around town to source outbreaks. Strangely, he even gushed about wanting to experiment with with testing local sewage for the virus because apparently it is detectable in public sewage. The idea was to trace outbreaks back to specific parts of town. Where were the Ventura County supervisors when this madness was being spouted? They scattered like cockroaches, Gilpatrick told me. They quit meeting in person, quit being accountable to the public in any real way. They were not up to the job. Instead, they empowered these public health officers who are not responsible to the voters. Many county officials feel cowed by Sacramento, where California's current governor is known to be essentially punitive. He is up for recall in the fall of 2021, about the time this book releases. He's a vindictive man, said Kilpatrick, who knows leaders who work with Newsom. They tell me he is a Rehobotham, not Solomon. Rehobotham was the king after Solomon, and he was vindictive toward the people and wanted to punish and control them. That's Gavin Newsom's character. If a city votes against him, he will come after that city, no matter how small. If a county goes against what he's dictating from Sacramento, he will come strongly against that county and try to strip them of funds. The once freedom-loving Ventura County did not even attempt to defend its residents. Instead, it rolled over and tried to enforce the state's weird draconian rules. I heard about it all the way to Florida, and during the pandemic, interviewed both Kilpatrick and McCoy on my Strang Report podcast because it was one of the worst examples of government overreach. And while the restrictions affected only the residents of Ventura County, they had nationwide implications since if these actions went unchecked, other officials might follow suit. I'll just ad lib here and say that you can go on my Strang Report podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network and listen to those podcasts. You know, we did them at the time it was happening, and later on I used material from those podcasts for this book. Kilpatrick and McCoy began making noise in their circles of influence. Kilpatrick was the first to call for Dr. Levine's firing or resignation. Levin responded by mocking those who were into constitutional rights. It might try to put blockades in front of his ideas. Within days, national media took notice and he said the, count it, and the county were held up for scorn on Fox News. Tucker Carlson reported on it, and many other platforms. Still, the county persisted in harassing churches, businesses, and private citizens, threatening fines, closure, and even arrest. They were blown away about how quickly public health was weaponized against free citizens and against the free exercise of religion and speech that is essentially assembly, Kilpatrick told me. You know, that's several pages of the chapter. I hope it makes you want to read. You know, I muffed a few words (laughs) when I'm doing the final recording. Of course, redo it until it's perfect. Audiobooks are big right now. I listen to them myself. In fact, I have several credits on audible.com or whatever it's called. I read a lot of books in print. In fact, I prefer to read books in print if I'm reading at home, of course. But Audible is good, of course, when you're driving. I hope you'll want to read my book and also the Audible uh, version as well. I find that it was a whole lot easier for me to read this as if it were a podcast. I almost tense up when I'm doing the real thing. I'm just being very personal now, telling you what it's like. But I figure that if you've listened this long, you're interested in my opinion. The pre-sales are starting to come in. I encourage people to go to Amazon.com. Or you can go to my own website called stevestrangbooks.com, And that's my name, Steve Strang Books with an S dot com. It, we also have stevenstrangbooks.com For those who might call me Steven with the pH, by the way, I actually use both names and have my whole life. If you go to our site and pre order before the release date on September seventh, you get a hundred and twenty dollars worth of things, including A year-long subscription to Charisma Magazine. Also, my first book got in Donald Trump, The Harbinger. These are e-books. There's some other stuff there. The website is very clear to tell you what's there. There's a really great trailer of high energy. You know, we use that in media of different sorts. I think you'd enjoy that. Also, yesterday, I went to Mardell.com. I just signed up to buy books there, and they had my new book there for pre-sale so I bought one so you can also go to mardell.com they sell Christian material everything they sell in their chain of uh, bookstores uh, you can buy online and I like to support uh, Christians who are in business and I just thought I would mention them I'd be interested in your feedback you can write me at info at charismamedia.com that's just the word info info and then charisma media one word Dot com, and they'll pass it along. Did you like it? Uh, was it interesting to you? Uh, do you like audiobooks? I enjoy the, the emails that I get uh, from my listeners. I don't ask for it very often. I'm going to start asking for it more often than I have in the past. And uh, I just invite you to write me at info at charismamedia.com and let me know what you think. And also, I just want to say how proud I am of Pastor Rob McCoy, and also Joel Kilpatrick, he's actually the one who uh, brought to my attention some of these draconian uh, measures, and they could get no coverage whatsoever in the local press. His podcast with me actually went viral in a small way, and a lot of the people that were concerned about this started sharing it, and some other media picked up on it. Even uh, later, Tucker Carlson, I won't say it's from my podcast, but uh, Joel told me later that early podcast did give them a little bit of traction. I didn't really do it for that reason, but I was glad it was able to help him. I've known Joel for an awful long time. He's worked with uh, me and our organization in many ways over the years. I also did a podcast with his father, Bob Kilpatrick, who is a well-known songwriter. Uh, you might look up that podcast as well. And I think I've done two or three podcasts with Joel Uh, You can search the podcast uh, for Bob Kilpatrick or Joel Kilpatrick or even Rob McCoy. Rob did a couple of very long podcasts with me as a part of the book writing process. I put them on my new podcast called God and Cancel Culture, which is up to about 30,000 downloads, someone told me. It's only been out there a short time. It's a way for me to draw attention to the book and get a new readership or listenership, I should say. I'm a print guy, I remember. So I guess I was a slip of the tongue. But, you know, people who wouldn't necessarily listen to my Strang Report, maybe they don't know who Strang is, you know. But, you know, the topic uh, tracks them because it's on all of the podcast platforms, especially charismapodcastnetwork.com, which is our network, which has just passed 70 million downloads. I want to say congratulations to Dr. Steve Green and Adley Anderson, and all the others who work so hard to make our uh, podcast network work. And so I'm just sharing with you an update of what's going on. Right now, as I said at the opening, uh, this is kind of dominating my life until I get it done. We have had professional readers read my books, the first couple. I read the one on COVID-19, uh, God in COVID-19, it was called. We found out that listeners like to hear the voice of the author, and I will say that's true of me. I've listened to a a couple of Brian Kilmeade's books, one by Bill O'Reilly. Both of them read their books, and right now I'm listening to one by Paula White Cain. It's a rather long book, and I'm listening to it in my car as I ride around, and I've known Paula since the 1990s, you know, as a friend— also as her publisher, and and of course we report on her because now she's a national figure. Um, in fact, as I've listened to it, I thought, you know what, this would not be the same if it was a professional narrator, so I'm just giving you my own opinion. I'd be interested in your opinion. Email me at info at Share this podcast with others. That's how the podcast continues to grow, and I appreciate your support. I appreciate you listening this long to me ad lib to the microphone today. I just uh, had this on my mind. I wanted to share it. I share personal things from time to time, but you know, most of it are topics. I'm able to interview a couple of high-profile people. I'll just mention that later this week, I'm interviewing General Michael Flynn. And then the week following, Ambassador Sam Brownbeck uh, previous governor of Kansas and previous U.S. senator from Kansas. So I'm excited about that. I've got a long list of podcasts coming up from everything from A to Z. But uh, those, both of those podcasts, which we will do as uh, Zoom or Skype calls and put them on charismanews.com, are a big deal from a, a journalistic and media point of view. And, of course, uh, many of you will be listening to this long after those podcasts are done, so I invite you to uh, listen for, to both of them. It'll be on the Strang Report podcast. When I talk about the book, they're on both podcasts. I try to make clear that God and Cancel Culture podcast is really a repeat of the Strang Report, complete with theme song and everything else. I don't want people to like listen to it and think, I already heard this. But we are seeing, as we look at the numbers, that a lot more people are uh, listening to it who would not have tuned into the Strang Report. So thank you for listening. Thank you for helping me get out the word on the book, for pre-ordering it. That really helps us. It really helps with the bestseller list. That, that's one of the main things is that those sales on, in the first week help give you a momentum that actually gets the book on the bestseller list, and then it continues to grow from that. So it's, it's kind of a personal favor The book will be available just about everywhere. We just found out that a major chain is ordering 5,000 copies. That was exciting news. And so step by step, we're getting ready for releasing what I believe is my most important book ever. And also I'll mention this, that in mid-August, I think it's August 21st, I'll be in Grand Rapids, Michigan for the Reawaken America tour that Clay Clark has put on. He's had these. They've been huge in Tulsa, Tampa, Los Angeles just recently, and this is the next one. In fact, he's invited me to be on monthly, so I'll also be in San Antonio. I will be doing a separate podcast about it, but I will have 15 minutes on the stage to share about the very serious issues we're feeling with cancel culture. There'll also be a meet and greet for those who are uh, heard it on the podcast or what we do on Charisma News or charismamag.com and it'll be a way for me to, to meet some of you face to face that'll be exciting and so I will be writing a, more about that but as I'm able to mention it in, in settings like this to those of you who are diehard fans and are listening all the way to the end I just that just popped in my mind and I thought you know what I need to just go ahead and mention that so here we go I'll wrap this up for today thank you for listening to my podcast. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Strang Report with Steve Strang. To read more from Steve, visit his blog, The Strang Report, on charismamag.com. Again, it's The Strang Report on charismamag.com. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN,